the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. Let's go to Fairfax, Virginia and talk to Anonymous, who's on the line. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Hello, Dr. Anderson. Uh, thank you for taking my call. It's my pleasure. What are you thinking? Okay. All right. Well, last night, our five-year-old, who's about to be six-year-old boy, told us, uh, my husband and I, that he likes boys. Mm-hmm. And um, it really concerned my husband and I. Okay. But what really concerned us is that he had a sense of relief when he told us hmm. uh, because he was very nervous, mm-hmm. but he just felt like a weight was off his shoulders. Really? And um, I have, I know, at five. Hmm. And um, the way this all came about is that uh, at school they were talking about um, not keeping secrets and, and telling your family or your, your parents. If you have any issues, and we, we talk to him in detail, make sure, you know, there was nothing uh, that happened to him or he was exposed to anything because we, we try to be as careful as possible. And he said, no, nobody bothered me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was just the fact that he said, I, I like boys. Mm-hmm. I don't like girls. And I've heard that some, of you know, some homosexuals know since they were very, very young mm-hmm. that they feel this way. Mm-hmm. So I have a two-point question, two-part question for you. Okay. One is, what should we do as parents other than love him unconditionally? Mm-hmm. And two, do you believe that prayer can change this? Well, a couple of things. First of all, prayer can change anything. Uh, and at five years old, kids really don't know what they want or what they think they want. And so I wouldn't put too much stock in it. Now, when he's 15 and when uh, he's 20 and you're looking back and saying, yeah, I noticed this when he was five, that's one thing. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't start steering his life in a LGBT way. Uh, but I, I also no, would, right. wouldn't create an LGBT phobia in him. If I were you, okay. I would simply engage him as a boy who likes boys. And guess what? He doesn't like girls. Guess what? Half the kids you know that were boys at 5 and 10 years old don't like girls. You know, it, right. you know, it doesn't. <laughs> but they're not thinking sexually. All right. They're thinking, oh, right. girls are ugly. Oh, girl, I don't like them. They pull their hair. And so if we then come behind that and say, so therefore he must be gay. I think it's wrong because we don't know so so much right now. We have to look in retrospect if this is really the pathway of your child or not. So I wouldn't be alarmed mm-hmm. because he shouldn't even feel shame over that. You should say, well, guess what? God made mm-hmm. boys and God made girls and we should like everybody. You know what I mean? Don't even steer okay. it sexually. You know, and then watch them right. and develop them and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can be in prayer 
Uh, but, you know, as he grows, he's going to learn what it means to be a young man of God. And if he does have affections for boys as he grows older, you can begin to see, OK, maybe this is uh, in some way, shape or form uh, uh, moving in an LGBT direction. If you've not created a phobia, then he's going to know you love him no matter what. But I'm saying you cannot confirm this yet. It's just like a child that comes to know Christ at age five. There are a lot of people who have made that testimony. uh, And some, it took, and it was real. Others, they were just afraid of not going to heaven to see grandma or their dog had just passed away. And so sometimes, you know, you don't really know until they get older and you try to help disciple them. And then you find some kids who are living like the devil and they're in their 20s. But they'll go back and say, but my mommy told me that I made a commitment to Christ when I was five. So I say, well, that's great, but I don't know. I wasn't there with your mama at five. All I know is you're not living like the Lord right now, so you better invite Jesus Christ into your heart right now. I mean, that's the way I would put it. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And I think the thing that alarmed us was because he said he liked, he would like to kiss a boy. Uh-huh. And so that just really threw us off, like, what in the world? So he's probably being exposed. Um, he's probably being exposed to some things that are, and again, I don't know what they are, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, even if he would have come home and said, "I want to kiss a girl," think of it like that. What would you say? Mm-hmm. What would you do? What would you and your husband say or do if he came home and said, "Mommy, I want to kiss a girl." I would say it's it's not time for you to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> we don't want you kissing anyone. Uh huh. Right there you go. Uh, that's you the know. that's the way you yeah. want to handle it. Um, so teach them about mm-hmm. teach them just the same way as if it were a girl, because that will help you. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Because if you freak out because yes. he's saying it's a boy, it's going to send off all kind of signals, and you're not going to give him the best kind of healthy loving that I know you want to give him. Just put it put okay. it in the category as he's five. He doesn't have all the information. We're going to love him and guide mm-hmm. him in God's word. And a five-year-old boy that wants to kiss a five-year-old girl or wants to kiss his teacher who's 35 teaching teaching him his ABCs right. and one, two, threes, you still have to steer him. What is the mature Christian thing to do, honey? That's not appropriate. Uh, you know what? But one day mm-hmm. when you get married, you know, then, you know, we'll talk about kissing when you get older. Right. But right now you just kiss mommy and daddy on the cheek, okay? I mean, th- literally, mm-hmm. that's how you want right. to deal with them, okay? Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Anderson. Is that helpful to you? It's very helpful, as always. I greatly appreciate it. Listen to your show every day. God bless you. I'm so glad to hear that. Lord be with you, Anonymous. You know, this is uh, one of those topics that every parent has to has to face and has to understand that kids don't always know what direction. Sometimes they do. Sometimes you have these brilliant savants, you know, these brilliant uh, kids that are they're ready to play Bach on the piano. But uh, for most of us, <laughs> uh, they, we talk about we want to be a doctor. I want to be the president. And you're a construction worker in the making. You just need to know it. You're going to be a carpenter like Jesus. But as long as you think you want to be a doctor, that's fine. So there you have it. And they're going to want to be about 25 other things before they actually get to their profession. So we have to sort of treat it like that, kind of kind of encourage them along the way. That's good that you, that you love people. But we, we're not going to kiss them, okay? My daughter, when she was a little kid, she used to want to sit on everyone's lap. It does 
doesn't matter who it was. She'd sit on men's lap who were strangers. were like, uh-uh, honey, don't run to him. No, 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 no. You know, there'd be pastors. There'd be uh, uncles. There'd be uh, men at family gatherings. I'll look over. She'd be sitting on somebody. No, 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 no. Come, come right over here. We don't do that. You're seven years old, you know. And so you almost have to just train them because they don't know. Her affection is, you know, if she has an affectionate daddy, she feels like she could just be affectionate with every man. So I had to literally govern that, not only when she was 5, 7, 10, 12, all the way up through her teenage years. Now she's still affectionate, but she knows appropriate touch, and she knows how to jack somebody up if they touch it the wrong way. Can I get an amen? Okay. 888-432-7434. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for calling me. What are you thinking? Well, um, I'm thinking I was, I've been married. <laughs> love my husband. He's a minister. I love him. I've been married for 17 years. Okay. But it seems like we're all, we're always on some type of a circle where we're loving, not loving, hating, loving, not loving, hating. And I noticed that there's been a pattern of he tries to speak to me in riddles versus mm-hmm. just directly talking to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting trying to figure out the riddle mm-hmm. versus just talk to me. And so when I tell him, you know, like, hey, why are you coming at me with riddles versus just saying what you need to know or what mm-hmm. you're trying to ask me? Mm-hmm. He's like, figure it out. You should take the time to figure it out. And that's just so frustrating to me that it's just really getting on my nerve. And for the past 17 years, I noticed that's what's keeping us on this Mm. love-hate relationship Mm. and it's very difficult because i'm trying my best to love him unconditionally i'm not perfect i know that i'm not perfect Mm. but just trying to love him where in the matter it feels like he's trying to push the love away versus draw it in i'm not Mm -hmm. sure what's going on well something very frustrating something may be going on because that seems like it's contempt uh, and it seems like it's anger. So it's just a passive aggressive way of communicating contempt and anger. What I want you to do is hold on through the break, Anonymous. When I get back, let's talk about some ways you might be able to handle this situation. Friends, you are in tuned with Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'll be right back. I was flipping over 33s, working on rhymes and melodies. Are you a small business owner who wants to improve efficiency and profitability? Joseph Associates CPA is a trusted business consulting firm with more than 25 years experience helping business owners to achieve their goals. They will support your business processes, tax, bookkeeping, and accounting needs. Please visit josephassociatescpa.com. That's josephassociatescpa.com. Or call 301-915-6474. Now, I'm on the line with Anonymous from Washington, D.C., and before the break, Anonymous, uh, you were talking about being married to your husband, but he speaks to you in riddles because he wants you to figure things out. Basically, your communication is breaking down. You're getting tired of it. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So Absolutely. And when he's doing this, is it around a certain topic, or it could be on anything? Actually, it can be on anything. Um, I... On- Today we have decent conversation, but it's just he wants me to figure out what he's trying to say. I mean, like just like coming home today, he's like, "Did you get my last email?" I'm like, "What email are you referring to?" I guess you didn't get it. It's not that important. Don't worry about it. I'm like, "What?" Mm, so that's not a why, riddle. Why is why is that your demeanor? Why is that your attitude? I'm like, or yeah. he'll say, "Figure figure it out." I'm like, "Why do we have to do this every day?" Like, yeah, just so- talk. 
So you guys are basically fighting. It's not a riddle. It's a, it's a, you had it right the first time. It's a demeanor. So, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to communicate something to you, but he is really not trying to communicate something to you. What he's communicating is his anger. All right. So what, what is he angry about? Why are y'all fighting? Who knows? <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out for 17 years. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I have no idea what he's angry about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now, are y'all fighting over any particular topic? Nope. It's like we could we could go from good morning, all of a sudden he's mad. What are you mad about? What are you talking about? What? Mm. We'll get into that. It's just like a back and forth over, and I say over nothing, but maybe he has something, but he won't say it. He won't say it. Okay, well, you, you and can... if I ask him, "What are you mad about?" He'll say, "You know," or "Figure it out," or "I'm not mad." You're, mm-hmm. you're, it's like we constantly go back and back and forth over. I don't know. So he knows that this tactic, and of course, I don't know him, but I'm going to act like I do. He knows that this tactic bugs you, and he wants you to try to figure it out. But you're not playing games. So what I would suggest to recommend is that you act like he hasn't said anything. In other words, if you're not going to come to me straight, I'm not going to validate your behavior. And I think that that will begin to frustrate him back and pull him out of that rut. Because right now he knows it just it sets you off. I would say don't let it set you off anymore. And I know that that sounds hard, but literally, if he come if he if he says, "Did you read my email?" No, I haven't read it yet. Okay, well then fine. Okay, then fine. Next, move on. That will frustrate him, but it'll also take off of you this uh, continually trying to figure out what it is he wants to say. And I think that that will actually make you feel better in a, in a strange sort of way because you've already been trying for 17 years. He's poking, he's poking, yes. he's poking, and he knows it gets to you. So it's got to not get to you. And once something stops getting to you, the person stops acting that way. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and my thing is, I'm just trying to figure out why. And I guess I need to just stop trying to figure out why that is your tactic. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why? What's bringing that kind of behavior? I guess that's what's bugging me the most. But I just, you're just saying, just let it be. You have to because you, you're not, you're not, you can't read minds. You know, and usually this Correct. is usually this is the reverse, to be honest. Usually it's the woman doing that, and the man is, like, so confused. And he's like, I can't read your mind. Just say it. Well, well, if you don't know, then you don't know. Usually that's how it goes between men and women. You guys are the reverse here, where he's acting this way, <laughs> and you're, like, confused. Mm-hmm. Like, just tell me. Just be straight up. And so what I'm saying to you, instead of trying to figure it out, shut it down. And the way you shut it down is not letting it, not letting it bother you. Meaning, look, if you didn't say it straight, it's kind of like if somebody says to me, uh, Dr. Anderson, I really have a problem with you. Okay, tell me what the problem is. No, uh, you know, you need to pray about it. Okay, fine. I'm done. I'm moving on to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to allow those games to keep going. And they come back to me and say, well, did you figure it out? (laughs) Nope, I'm moving on. What's next? When you have something to say to me, say it. Come to me correct and say it. If not, I do not have time to play emotional games. And, and I think Absolutely. you probably need to be in the same in the same spirit. Now, you still need to be in prayer and you still need to try to be soft in your responses to him and, and all of that. But I'm saying when he plays the little games, you cannot play with him. And you can't let Amen. him and you can't let him know it bugs you. 
Go some. Uh. Go, go in the car when you drive away. Scream in the car when he's not there. But you cannot let him know that this bugs you because the more he knows it bugs you, the more he's going to keep bugging you. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Good advice. All right. Well, think about it. Pray on it. It's it's from my flesh and my spirit, and I'm not sure which one is, is winning right now. So I'm going to be honest with you on Real Talk, Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for your advice. <laughs> All right, Anonymous. Blessings to you. I'm going right back to the phone lines. Let's go to Durham, North Carolina. Talk to Jamie, who's on the line. Hey, Jamie, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Mr. Anderson? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling me. What are you thinking today? Uh, well, I got a, I got a question. And, uh, oh, I need some advice from you. Um I'm a new Christian. I'm, I have about a year and a half to two years with the Lord. Okay. Um, but within that time, I've been I've been dealing with a lot of things, trying to push myself away from sin. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I'm not perfect, never will be. Sure. But um, the people the people that are involved in my life, including my wife, who just recently got married not too long ago, um, she accepts Christ. We've accepted Christ together, mm-hmm. but it's she can't. She doesn't grab or catch what it means to follow Christ at times. Mm-hmm. You know, she's more than willing to, to do Bible studies, go to church, do, you know, do, do studies in the Bible reading. Mm-hmm. But she has an issue with marijuana. Okay. And we've had big, conf- I mean, I've had confrontations with her, you know, arguing about the situation. And I tried to explain to her that, you know, if we're going to change, we got to change. We got to, we got to leave sin. We got to turn we got to turn away from sin, and, you know, she's gone through a lot. She has, she's had a lot of depression in her life, and she uses that as a tool to get away, which it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I'm just tired of, of coming to her, arguing. Yeah. You know, it gets frustrating after a while, and I just want to, I want to know what's the best way to, to deal with this situation or to come with her or come at her and try to get her to understand certain things. Right. Or, you know, just make, let her know that I love her. I just I don't want to be upset with her, but sure. I want to I want to get this taken care of, you know. Sure. Um, is it a temptation to you to smoke marijuana? Can you say that again? I'm sorry. Is it a temptation when she smokes? Does that tempt you and makes you want to smoke? Well, well it is a trigger. I, I'm not I've, I've never been um, uh, fond of marijuana, but I have done other drugs in the past. And that does trigger me. It is a trigger, and I hate it because I feel it inside. It gives me urges, you know. And it, 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 it sometimes it wants to give. I want to give it an excuse. Yeah. Give myself an excuse to get back on drugs, you know. Yeah. But she doesn't understand that it's a big problem for me too. Yeah. Have you told her that? Oh yeah, definitely. She knows. Okay. She, she knows. It's just. I mean, I, I mean, she's just so attached to that drug, man. She sure. does not want to let it go. And where does she do it? Most of the time, well, I'm, I'm usually out of town throughout the week. I, I work out of town, so um, I'm away from it. But she does it at home. She doesn't. Um, my brother has an issue with marijuana. You know, he's, okay. he's a gay man. But I, my our mother just died not too long ago, so I don't want to yeah. push my brother away. Yeah, I know that he doesn't have too much people to spend time spend sure. time with. So it's like I'm kind of like in a, a, a situation where it's like, man, if I push him away, you know, I might end up doing making him, you know, feel, you know, lonely or something sure. like that. And well, here's I'm the thing. Sure it's, it's, here's it's the battle. thing. It's a constant battle. 
Well, here's the thing, uh, Jamie. It is a battle, and you are you are a godly man trying to grow. You're under two years old as a Christian. Yeah. Your wife wants to go to church with you. She wants to grow too, but it's a slow growth. I wouldn't make the marijuana the issue right now. What I'd make the issue is let's continue okay. to let's continue to love one another. Let's grow in Christ, honey. You know I don't like it when you do that. If you could limit it, that'd be great, uh, or at least not do it around me because it triggers me. Other than that, stop letting it bother you, okay. um, because you can make that okay. you can make that a wedge issue in your relationship when you have too much other good stuff going on. She loves you. She's going to church. You're both trying to grow. You're bringing money into the house. You're gone during the week. You're home on the weekends. Focus on loving her. Focus on you, you making you can be her drug. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You can be uh, connected yeah. to her, and let's not even make it an issue. Why am I saying that? Because God's going to work on her, but it takes time. And you bugging her and okay. nagging her is not going to help. It's only actually going to have the reverse effect. Yes, yes. You see what I'm definitely. saying? So, definitely. so just almost make yes. it a, almost make it a non-issue. Let God deal with her on that. At least she's not doing anything harder or anything that would truly hurt her. Yeah, it does make her feel a little better. A okay. little bit better. I understand that. Some people use it medically. I get it. For her, it's probably a mix of um, emotional and recreational. I'm not saying it's right. What I'm saying is that problem is not too big for Jesus to fix. So let him fix it. You stay, yeah, okay. you stay away from making that the issue and just work on loving her, praying for her, and helping her grow in her faith by going to church every week, reading the word together. She's going to get there, Jamie, and I'm here to encourage you. She's going to get there. Just okay. give her time, okay? All right. Definitely, yes, because it's been, it, it, I, feel, I feel the same way. I feel like I've been I've been nagging and nagging. It just I'm tired of hearing my voice talk about the same issue, and that's a good idea. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to try it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give her the space and let God continue to there you to, go to, to fix her. There you, you know, go, and, and just give her her space. You know, and I just keep praying and that's right doing what I need to that's do. That's right, you got it. And focus on the good stuff. It. Focus on the good stuff about it. Work that marriage out, man. Make it the best you can make it with the weed on the side. Don't worry about that. Make make it the best you can make <laughs> it. Okay, and then let God deal with the okay. weed. Does that sound good? All right. All right, my yes, brother. Sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You got it, my brother. Thanks for calling. Let me go right back to the phone lines and talk to Stan, who's from Bowie, Maryland. Hi, Stan. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? I'm great, Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for calling. What's your quick comment or question, please? Well, I just want to make a quick comment. Um, me and my wife have been married for 18 years. Uh, we've worked together for 12 years full-time. Mm-hmm. in business and we have an awesome marriage because mm-hmm. we learned early in our marriage to um you know i learned how to love her the way that she needs to be loved and not mm. the way that i need to be loved and vice versa mm. and you know i understand her love language and she understands mine and we have we've had a great marriage i thank god for it. well that's a blessing and a great testimony stan thank you so much for calling and bringing that to my show chris is in washington dc hey chris welcome to the show how are you sir hey i'm always blessed when i'm hearing your show man <laughs> thanks a lot my friend so what are you thinking today um, well, you know, I listen to you all the time. I make sure I listen to you on Mondays. You know, I'm going through a tough time in my marriage also. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
you know, I, I got to count, you know, after going to counseling a little bit, you know, I realized that, you know, it's an old cliche, but commu- communication is definitely the key. And mm. you know, people always talk about communication, right. it's definitely a key. But also, I think the thing is, don't let the problems get too big before you try to address it. You know, mm-hmm. in my marriage here, you know, you wait four and a half years before you even address the problem. Don't let it keep building up because all right. it's going to do is make it worse. So yeah, when you see point. something, say something. That's what I say, because that, that'll that help a marriage out. Because a lot of people wait till it's too late and just let the person just continue to do what they're going through. You know, instead of right. stepping up. Yeah, you make a no, you make a good point there, you know, and try to handle it. Keep short accounts. And this is what's why scripture teaches us, Chris, and I know you know this, but in Ephesians four, we're supposing not to let that sun go down on our wrath, meaning don't let it go yep. over and over and over again and you don't deal with it. Deal with that thing in a timely manner. So that's a good word. All right. I appreciate you so making just, it. You know, I'm just keeping hope alive, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to give up because yep. I know I know what I've done, and I know yeah. how we we became attached. We, we became attached because we started praying together, going to Bible yeah. study together, and then I got too comfortable, and then I started, you know, things started to happen when you get too comfortable. Well, you're resilient. You're resilient, and I believe that marriage can bounce back. You keep that hope alive and keep yourself in prayer. Even though you may not be doing it together as much, you can continue to do that, and God can change the situation and turn it around. Thanks for hanging with me today, Chris, and to the rest of you, thank you so much for tuning in to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us Sunday mornings at our campus in Columbia, Maryland at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon, or at our Owings Mills Reisterstown, Maryland campus at 10.30 a.m. You can also join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. For details and directions to Sunday services, please visit www.bridgeway.cc or call 410-992-5832. We hope to see you tomorrow at church. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.